Let's pray before we begin. Lord please let us understand your word and put it in our hearts. May it shape our lives to be more like your Son. In Jesus' name we ask, Amen. As you know, names meant a great deal in the life of the Israelites, the Jews. Still do, by the way. In Bible times, a child was named on his eighth day of life. The names meant something. Now, we name somebody, uh, John. How many of you here are named John? All, all the raise your hand, would you please? Okay. <clears throat> How many of you know what the name John, now before you raise your hand, I may ask you. How many know what your name means? Your name, your name is John, and you know what the, the name John means. Raise your hand, would you please? I'll declare. Isn't that interesting? Uh, your mama named, named you John. She didn't know what it meant. What does it mean? Some of you folks named, named John. Holler it out. No, it's not, not sent from God. What? Yes, a gift from God, right. <clears throat> Where John means a gift from God. Now the rest of you fellows all, all know what that means. Uh, so I'm just using that as an illustration. That uh, uh, now I, I I do not we do not name ourselves according to what we are like. Uh, I don't know what the, the name Jack means. I'm sure it means beautiful or something like that. But uh, <clears throat> maybe it means brilliant. I'm not sure, or maybe it means stupid. But um, anyway. Uh, we do not name people for you. How many of you named a child because of the meaning of the name? Raise your hand. All of you who did. Okay, give me a name. Uh, what, what, what did you name? What does David mean? <clears throat> David means beloved of God, and you named your boy David because of that. Huh? What is yours? What? Joanna. What does that mean? mean yes, it's, it's, it's the feminine of, of John, right. Okay. Anybody else? Uh-huh. Richard, what does that mean? What? God's greatest gift? Okay, that's enough. Um, now, in the life of <clears throat> the Jews in, in early days, uh, names were on purpose. Uh, many times, for example, um, someone was named after a natural object. For example, the, word, the name Tira means wild goat. The name Leah means wild cow. Some of you folks are named some of your bus kids over again. <coughs> wild cow. <coughs> the, uh, the name Jonah means dove. The name Tamar means palm tree. Um, the name Beth means house. And uh, so forth. Uh, some were named because of their physical condition. For example, the word Thomas means twin. It also means uh, the word, he was called Didymus, and that also means twin. Um, the word uh, uh, Shepha means beauty, and the word Noah means rest. Sometimes a child was named because of national conditions that were prevailing. Uh, for example, when the Ark of the Covenant was taken, and uh, uh, the glory of God departed Israel, uh, you recall that uh, Phinehas' wife was sick with child, and she went into premature labor and had a baby. They named the baby Ichabod. Why? Because the glory was departed from Israel, and the word Ichabod means the glory has or is departed. Uh, so, <clears throat> also many names were prophetic. The word Noah means rest, proph prophesying Noah's rest in the ark. The word Joshua means a savior or deliverer, prophesying the fact that Joshua 
would deliver the Israelites from the land of, uh, or, or into the land of, or save them in, uh, into the land of, uh, of, of promise. Uh, sometimes the condition of birth had to do with the, with the name. Uh, for example, recall when uh, Abraham was a hundred and Sarah was, was ninety, uh, the Lord came and said, Abraham, you're going to have a boy. And Abraham um, laughed about it. And he told Sarah, and said, you're going to have a boy. And Sarah said, me at 90 years of age and you at 100 years of age. And they laughed and laughed and laughed. They named him Isaac. Isaac means laughter. So uh, the different um, names that folks were given in the Bible, they were, giving, were given uh, as a, or on purpose or significant to the activities surrounding or the conditions of the child, sometimes character. However, <clears throat> sometimes the Lord changed somebody's name. Um, for example, the, the word uh, Simon was changed to Cephas. When, when, uh, when uh, uh, Simon was converted, Andrew brought his brother Simon to Jesus. He was converted. His name was changed to Cephas or Peter. Now, Cephas and Peter mean the same thing in different languages, so are the same name, Cephas, Cephas which means a, a little stone. When Jacob um, came back to his brother, you recall how that Jacob had, uh, had left his brother, he stole his birthright, he cheated him of his birthright, he cheated him of, his, of the blessing of the father, and uh, by the way, the word Jacob means trickster, supplanter, uh, trickster, deceiver. Uh, that was uh, prophetic. But when Jacob uh, came back from the far country after 20 years away and was reunited with his brother and asked his brother forgiveness and, and uh, prayed with God all night long, he recalled how he said, I'll not let you go. I'll not let you go. And when, uh, when, when the, after praying all night long, making his heart right, the Lord changed his name from Jacob, which means trickster, to Israel, which means prince. For some kind of character change had taken place that caused the name to be changed. The same thing is true with Naomi. Naomi is the lady who went with her husband Elimelech and their two sons, Malan and Chilion, down into Moab. A depression was, was uh, in progress in the land of Bethlehem, Judah, and they went down to Moab to get something to eat or try to find work. Uh, her name, Naomi, it means pleasant. She stayed there for ten years. Her husband died because they left the will of God. Her two boys died because they left the will of God. Before they died, they both married heathen women because they left the will of God. After ten years, Naomi came back. Let me say a word. Her, her face had the mark of sin. She didn't have the beautiful, pleasant look she had. May I stop and say this, young people, if I could just tell you, if I could just tell you the young ladies and young men that come to my office and say this, and that is, you go into sin, it always leaves its marks. A young lady came to my office a few months ago, and she came and told me a sad story. One of our fine young ladies, I didn't even recognize her. I had known her when she was a teenager. I didn't even recognize her. And if she's here tonight, I don't mean to be unkind, and nobody's going to know about whom I'm talking. But uh, um, I honestly thought she was 35 years of age. She's still in her, in her early 20s. But the mark of sin and being away from God has taken its toll. A lovely young lady sat in my office, I think it was last night, maybe it was Friday night, sat in my office and told me that she's coming back to God and she's going to start serving God. We up in our church and she went off into sin and she said, If the young people just knew, if they just knew, if the young folks would just listen to you, Brother Hiles, they wouldn't want to paint that go into sin. Well, they all went out into sin. 
for ten years she was in the sand. She came back, and when she came back to Bethlehem of Judah, they said, Is this Naomi? Uh, is that Naomi? She's changed so much. She used to be such a pleasant lady, and now she has a bitter look on her face. She used to have such a pleasant look, and now she has the marks of sin. And she said, Don't call me Naomi. That means pleasant. Call me bitter. And so they called her bitter. Now, by the way, <clears throat> in the, the, the word Mara, which she was called, means bitter. And, and, and they were actually saying she's bitter. Uh, let's see. Anybody here named Joy? Anybody here named Joy? All the joys. Raise your hand, would you please? I want to have uh, three so I can sing I have a joy. Four, I have a joy, 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 joy. Uh, any joys here tonight? Any joys? Your name Joy? Uh, from right here on the right. Name Joy. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. And uh, <coughs> where is the joy? Okay, there's a joy up here. All right? Now let's suppose, let's suppose that uh, we said we're going to call her bitter from now on. I mean, you actually call her bitter. That's what the word Mara meant. To them was bitter. Just like we said, okay, we're going to call her bitter. Because she has a bitter look on her face. She doesn't look happy. She has the mark of sin. We'll call her bitter. And every time Naomi walked down the street, they'd say, hello, bitter. How are you, bitter? And there goes bitter. Uh, that's what they called her. Why? Because the mark of sin. Listen, listen, listen. Sin always leaves its mark. You won't play with sin without it showing on your face. And by the way, you go into sin, your beauty will be gone, and your love is will be gone. I don't care how much goo you put on your face, it won't cover up the box of sin. I don't care how much mascara you put on your eyes, and how much that d dumb looking blue stuff you put on your eyes, and how much of that uh, martyr you put between the, the, the wrinkles, it'll still show. You will not go into sin without sin showing in your life and on your face. And so she came back and they said, hey, there's bitter. All right, her name was changed. The same thing was true about Esau. Esau, the brother of Jacob, whom, uh, who was a worldly man and, uh, and uh, in many respects a wicked man, left the will of God, married heathen women. They changed his name to Red. Edom was his name. You know why they called him Edom? Because Edom means red, like Adam. Edom and Adam were the same thing. Edom means red. Why? Because he sold his birthright for a bowl of red soup. Why? Because he... He gave up the chance to be the carry the promised seed of the Messiah and be in the lineage of the Messiah and the genealogy of Jesus for a bowl of red soup. Why did they call him red? Because he gave up his right to be the priest of the family for a bowl of red soup. Why did they call him red? Because he gave up his right to a double portion to the inheritance of his father because he, he, he gave up it all for a bowl of soup. And so they called him red. Every time ever Esau went, Hey, red! He said, Oh, my what did I sell for a bowl of red soup? Hi, Red! Oh, my. What did I sell for a bowl of red soup? His name was changed. The same thing is true about Saul, except it, was, it wasn't for the bad. Saul of Tarsus got converted to the Damascus Road. He went up to the uh, city, uh, went up to Damascus, and on back to Jerusalem, and later on up to Antioch, and uh, had a great ministry there. And uh, then became one of the first missionaries, Barnabas and Saul, you recall. But he gets to, to the island, island of, um, I guess to uh, um, Paphos on the island of Cyprus. And there a miracle takes place and God's power comes on Saul. And the Lord says, I'm going to call you Paul from now on. His name was changed to Paul. The same thing happened to Levi. Levi was a tax collector. He got saved and God changed his name to Matthew, which means gift of God. Same thing changed, happened to Abraham. Abraham, the word Abram was his name before. And it means exalted father. <clears throat> that Abraham became more exalted and walked with God and became a friend of God. 
And so the Lord changed his name from Abram to Abraham. Actually, it's just a little added uh, Abraham. It's an added to it. It means exalted, exalted father. Or highly exalted father. Abraham walked with God and was a friend of God and stood in the gap for God and lived the life of faith. So God changed his name from exalted father to exalted, exalted father, or highly exalted father. Now, let's get to the sermon. That's the introduction. Um, a new name. Revelation looks out and sees the end of the age and says, Him to overcome it, I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone. I always thought that meant that God had changed us instead of calling us Christians to call us something else, some better name. doesn't say that. It didn't say, unto them that overcome will I give a new name. It says, unto him that overcometh, individually. God says he'll give a new name to him that overcometh. It doesn't say that uh, everybody will know the name. No, sir, it says the only person that will know the name is the person that has it. Now, Now, think, let me have your logic for a minute. If God is going to give a name to each person who overcomes, a new name, that's in heaven when Jesus comes, a new name, and nobody knows that person's name but him, then that means everybody's going to have a different new name, doesn't it? Huh? All right. So what's going to happen is this. God is going to call you something besides C.W. in heaven. He's going to give you a new name. Now, bear in mind, it doesn't say that everybody's going to have the same name. It says everybody's got a different name. To him, individually, who overcometh, I will give him a new name that no man knoweth, or no man has, but he himself. Nobody knows that name but him. Let me ask you a question. Don't you see then that God's not going to call you by your name in heaven? The Lord's not going to say, there's old John Colston, I'll declare, or there's old Wendell Evans, I didn't think you'd make it here. I didn't either. And uh, <clears throat> or, or there's old uh, Ray Bordway. No, you won't be called Ray when you get to heaven. Now, you'll be known when you get to heaven, and folks will know that you were Ray Bordway, and folks will, will know your face, uh, never could forget a face like that, and know your face, but you won't have the same name. I'm sorry, you won't say, there's Brother Hiles. No, you won't say that. Why? Because I'm going to have a new name. Now, let me ask you a question. If God is going to give each of us a new name when, when we get to heaven, and if God changed, gave new names to people on earth, sometimes while they were here, on the basis of their character, then what do you think will be the basis of God's naming us and what we are called when we get to heaven? Huh? You know what I think? <clears throat> I think that Peter just got his name early. I think that Peter will be called Peter or Cephas when he gets to heaven. I think that Jacob will be called Israel Pence when he gets to heaven. Why? Because they got their new name early. Nobody else is called that. Each is called that. When you get to, I'm convinced of this, when you get to heaven, God's going to call you a name that will describe what you were while you were here. Woo! 
Ouch. Yeah. That's what it says. It says to him that overcometh, I will give a new name. Not a new name to all them that overcome, but to him, individually, I'll give a new name, and nobody will have that name but him. Okay, let's just sort of, <clears throat> let's sort of imagine for a while what you're going to be called. Huh? How about skin flint for some of you? Huh? The Lord's going to say, your name is Tightwad. Huh? And ask a question now. Did God, did God change Naomi's name? From present to bitter? Did God change Jacob's name from supplanter to prince? Okay, then here's one person's name was changed from good to bad, another from bad to good. What am I saying? I'm saying you better be careful, because brother, you're going to carry a name with you for eternity that's going to tell what you were. It's going to be a biographical name. Describing your biography while you were here. Now let's just sort of let our imagination run wild. Here's the fellow who said, I can't afford to tie the depression may come. Now I say it again, brother, if the depression's gonna come, you better tie it or you're gonna starve. I can't afford the time. Special offerings are taken I can't give. When we had to give the whole thing Sunday, I didn't do it. Now, other folks did. And by the way, I don't know who you are, but I'll tell you what, you could not have sacrificed anymore, or you could not have been left in any more dire straits than many folks I know who gave the whole thing. And so, you don't give, you don't tithe, you don't give special offerings. You say, oh, God takes care of him who cares for himself. You idiot. God takes care of him who cares for God's will. That's who God takes care of. Um, so what's going to, when, you get, when you get to heaven, the Lord's going to say, Welcome, Stingy! And everywhere you go, folks will call you Stingy. Hey, Stingy! <laughs> you'll start to shout and praise the Lord. Of course, we've got to watch you because you'll dig up the golden streets. We don't keep our eyes on you. <clears throat> and uh, so... Uh, Say, hey, there's the old stingy. You'll, you'll start praising. Hey, glory to God. Folks, listen to this old stingy. He's shouting now. Old stingy. Or let's, um, I wonder what Ananias and Sapphire are called up in heaven right now. I wonder what new name they got. Huh? Reckon? God robbers. Skin flints. Liars. Huh? Here's a, here's a person. Who, who gossips a lot. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait to get to heaven about this crowd. Uh, the, the person that wrote that note tonight, they're going to call you Anani for anonymous. And uh, <clears throat> but uh, here's a person that, uh, did you hear? I heard. Do you know? I declare. Did you get? Did you know this? I'll tell you something, don't you tell anybody about it. When you get to heaven, the Lord's going to say, Welcome, gossip. Now, you better take this seriously. Um, anybody here have a name that you don't like to be called? Huh? 
Anybody here? Anybody here is called by a name other than the name mom and dad gave you because you don't like it? Raise your hand, would you? What's your, what's your, what's the name? Huh? Come on. What? Schlitz? Schlitz? I don't forget now, fellas. I don't forget. Fellas in college. Schlitz. <coughs> Well, I, I'd, I'd get it changed to Budweiser or some good name if I were you. Boy, I have an idea. If they start calling you slits, it's going to tear you up, isn't it? Well, you wait till you get to heaven. Huh? Well, you get to heaven. And uh, the Lord gives you a name like Long Tongue. Or Blabbermouth. And you deserve it! There's nothing in God's eyes as contemptible as a critic. Nothing. 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 I was reading a book several months ago, and some preacher <coughs> kept a stone on his pulpit all the time. And he, and he called it the first stone. The first stone. He'd get up before his people and they'd gossip and he'd say, This is the first stone. You folks that know something on somebody else, tell it and cast the first stone. There's nothing that's contemptible. Nothing. We have it in our high school. You know, in our high, for example, um, a little girl, five years old, going through a period of fantasy. You know, a uh, little girl's five years old. Sometimes a little girl's 35 goes through the same line period. But, but you know, a period of fantasy uh, where they think they live in the land of Oz or land of Nod or somewhere, you know. And a little girl came to school and told something in school to one of the school teachers, uh, or uh, maybe to one of the students, and the student told it, and word got all over, an awful thing about her mom and dad. An awful thing. And folks said, did you hear? I'll declare. Well, you get to heaven. Hmm? Well, you get to heaven. They'll call you slanderer. They'll call you tailbearer. Now, you better listen. You better listen. Did God change the names of people according to their character or not? Yes, He did. And didn't God say He's going to give each of us a new name when we get to heaven? Yes, sir. And you check it very carefully. And every time God ever named anybody, every time God ever named anybody, every time God ever named anybody, it was to describe what that person was in the Bible. Check it and see. I dare you to find any name that God ever gave to anybody that didn't carry a description or a biography. Better watch it. <clears throat> Here's a person. Goes to movies. Reads the Playboy magazine. Let me stop and say this, too. Did you know it is just as rotten to watch movies on television as it is to watch them in a movie house? Did you know you folks that hide in your family room or your bedroom and turn movies on? And uh, did you know God sees that as just as wicked as going and putting your money down to a movie house, a Paramount Theater or something? God pity this kind of Christianity that's not as good behind closed doors as it is out in public. God pity this kind of thing that prays in public when somebody's with you and doesn't pray when nobody's with you. And wouldn't dare go to a movie. No, you wouldn't dare. And you ought not to. There's nothing as rotten as Hollywood in this whole country or the whole world for that matter. It just sit home and watch these dirty movies on television. Some of you watch these dirty little, little two-bit triangular romances in the afternoon. These dirty little old uh, uh, soap operas and God pity that kind of thing. 
God's going to call you worldly when you get to heaven. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised that when you walk down the golden streets, folks, a good morning, worldly, how are you? A new name! What kind of name? A name that describes what you are. God's going to call me bombastic. Dr. Rice called me Tarzan. I was down in Decatur, Illinois, preaching, and every time I hit like that, uh, everybody would go like this. And I couldn't understand why. And I hit again. Everybody would go like that. And the service ended, and I went to the pastor, and I said, Pastor, did you notice every time I'd hit the pulpit like that, everybody would go like that? He said, yes. There was a cross here on the front of the pulpit. And the first time you hit it, knocked all the nails loose except the middle one. And every time you'd hit it, the cross would go like that. And uh, Dr. Rice called me Tarzan. And uh, by the way, <clears throat> that's a pretty good example of what I'm preaching about tonight. I've got a string of beaten up pulpits all across this nation. Amen. What in the world did you say amen then for? Uh, but uh, so Dr. Rice called me Tarzan. Anybody have a nickname? Anybody have a name Red? Raise your hand. Red? That's not because you're black hair. Have black hair. Anybody here name uh, name Slim? Nickname Slim? Huh? Anybody? That's not because you're fat. No. And if you will find every time God gave a name in the Bible, every time God gave a name in the Bible, it was to describe what somebody is. And you wait. You wait. You wait. You wait. You live your life in sin. You suck your cigarettes and, and you go to your nightclubs and you play your canasta and your cards and you, and you shoot your dice and you, and you gamble and you, and you go to these dirty movies and watch these little X-rated filthy stuff on television and watch the dirty talk and hear the filthy language. You wait! You wait! You get to heaven. You, don't be surprised when God gives you a name like worldly or lustful or sensuous as you walk down the golden streets. You'll be embarrassed for eternity. Mary Magdalene, when she got saved, she was given the name Mary Magdalene. The word Magdalene means reformed prostitute. I don't think she'll mind that name in heaven to you. I don't think she'll mind being called a reformed prostitute. She got born again. She became a follower of Jesus Christ. I don't think she'll mind that. Then there are those of you that don't come to church on Wednesday night. There are those of you that never darken the doors of the church except on a Sunday. And if you have some other place to go, you'll go there. And if you, if you can find a time to take a trip for the weekend, you'll take a trip for the weekend. But you don't go to church on Sunday morning or Sunday night. And if you're out of town on vacation, you never go to church from the time you leave to the time you get back. When Wednesday night comes, you never stop anywhere to go to music service. You will, you get to heaven. God called you unfaithful. Hey, unfaithful! Let me tell you something, brother. Don't you kid yourself. This life is more a preparation for heaven than just getting saved. I believe, <coughs> I believe that a person who dies goes to heaven at the same spiritual age and takes up in heaven at the same spiritual age that he attained on earth. And I think that's basically the differences in enjoyments of heaven. 
I think it's caused, <coughs> heaven's enjoyment is caused basically by the spiritual error. Listen, do you think that, that if you never read your Bible more than five minutes a week, left your Bible closed on the desk at home, on the table at home, read the newspaper, read the magazine, watched the television, and never took five minutes a day in this book? You think all of a sudden you die and go to heaven, you're going to learn to love the Bible? No. No, you won't. <clears throat> we'll have a Bible study. We're going to announce, we're going to announce that, that, that uh, Paul is going to teach the book of Romans for three hours a day. And I'm going to say, glory to God. And you're going to say, three hours. Good night. A couple of the house was long-winded. And you're going to say, in heaven? Yeah, in heaven. You're going to sit there? Well, you said for the house, the flesh will be gone. Yeah, the flesh will be gone, but the spirit won't be any bigger than it's grown while you're on earth. Here, two fellas. Uh, hey, let's, let's you and I take a trip together. Let's go to a music school. Okay? Stand up here. <clears throat> Tell me some musical terms. Sharps. Sharps? Sharps? Flats. Flats? That's what a car has, isn't it? Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Flats. Well, uh, I don't know what a flat is. I can I can do it, but don't know what it is. Uh, sharps. That's what you do a pencil, isn't it? Right. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I'm having a good time at musical school. Are you? Oh yeah. What what, what a musical term? Trouble class. Huh? <laughs> trouble what? Class. You had trouble running over a cliff. <laughs> you think I'd enjoy musical school? Huh? No, I wouldn't. And if I knew one's going to be conducted, I'd go 25 miles out of the way to miss it. Thank you. Why? Because I'm not qualified. I'm not prepared. You know one reason I know I'm going to enjoy heaven? Because I love this book. You know one reason I'm going to enjoy heaven? I love to be with God now. Uh, do you know what a red dog is in football? Huh? you know what it is? What is it? Yeah, a blitz, right. Let's see, I'll try, I don't think somebody's dumb. <laughs> Dr. Evans. <clears throat> What's a blitz in football? It's when a red dog, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Red dog's a mascot. Red dog's a mascot. Okay. So we a football game. And uh, one fellow sits here, he knows football. And says, hey, hey, hey. Oh, that's great, that's great. He, they blitzed him and, and got him and red-dogged him and got him. Threw him for a 15-yard loss. And a per, other person says, red dog? Red dog? Red dog? Huh? Who's going to draw the game most? Huh? Don't know those rules. Don't you tell me you're going to leave your Bible shut all week long. Don't you tell me you're going to go week after week without spending five minutes a day. Most of the folks in this room, good Christians, get out of a night like this and, and sacrifice and, and park and walk a, a block or two or through slush and snow and rain, freezing rain. And yet most of you don't spend five minutes a day in this book. Don't you tell me you're going to enjoy heaven like the rest of us are. Don't you tell me. I think of another person never wins a soul to Christ. Never wins a soul. What what they call him in heaven? How about fruitless? 
How about Baron? How about walk down the streets in, in, in heaven and say, Hello, fruitless! Hello, fruitless! Hello, disobedient! Hello, Baron! Let me ask you a question. Let me just sort of... <clears throat> if you were God, if you were God, what would you name C.W. Fisk in heaven? Huh? Say it. I've got a sneaking suspicion that's what he'd be called. Soul winner. If you were God, what would you name John Colston in heaven? Bumblebum? Huh? Think of, think of some word you'd, you'd, you'd use to describe John Colston. What? What? Comforter. Comforter. That'd be a good name for John, wouldn't it? Comforter. Comforter. Um, what do you think you, God's going to name Maxine Jeffries when she gets to heaven? Huh? Helpful? That'd be good, wouldn't it? Or cheerful? Huh? Or thoughtful? Wouldn't that be good? Say, a lot of you folks had better start working on your name. What are you going to be called, Grapper? <laughs> That's why we all, wouldn't it? <laughs> they go on the road. Cheerful? Here! Optimistic? Here! Soul winner? Here! Drivey? Here! <laughs> better watch it. <clears throat> what are you going to be called when you get to heaven? Let me ask you a question. If up to right now, in your Christian life, to right now, God chose a one-word biography of your life, what would he call you? Generous or tight one? Worker or loafer? Helpful? Are selfish, faithful, or unfaithful, fruitful, or barren, others, or self, diligent, or group off. What's God going to call you? Now look, be be honest. Now think about yourself. What have you done for God? What are you doing? For, what kind of person are you? Think about it. You better pray God won't let you die for a while. Some of you. Did you ever go downtown and you're a little child? I can recall getting lost from my mother. I'd say, Mommy! And a hundred ladies would say, What? What? I've got a hundred mommies in the store. I got a sneaking eye suspicion that we get to heaven and somebody says, Hey, complainer! <laughs> About ten million people are going to say, Did you call me? Oh, my soul. Isn't it awful to complain? Isn't it awful to gripe? Isn't it awful to be the kind of person... Uh, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> if... Take the folks who live inside your house. Okay, listen now. Take the folks who live inside your house and have those people write down a one-word description of you. <laughs> huh? wonder what it'd be. Huh? Well, yes, sir, I got one of you for me. No, but I mean, what would the average be? Huh? How about it, Dad? 
How about it, Mom? Hey, school teacher, suppose the students voted on, on your bi- biographical name. Huh? We'd have more suicides on Tuesday morning. Huh? I don't care what the students think. You better be thinking care what God thinks. There's a new name written in glory. What is it? Whatever you were. Whatever you did. Here's a person that does nothing. Doesn't teach a class. Doesn't have a bus route. Does nothing. What's God going to call him in heaven? Lazy? Loafer? I was thinking today and last night the names of some of our people. I was thinking of a lady here tonight. I know God must be going to call her joy when she gets to heaven. You know, uh, I'm thinking of a lady right now. God's going to call her smiley when she gets to heaven. I'm thinking of another one. God's going to call her frowny when she gets to heaven. I'm thinking of one lady now. God's going to call her a helper when she gets to heaven. Thinking of another one, God's going to call her a griper when she gets to heaven. <laughs> now, I'm not thinking about you. I'm, I'm going to lose 50 ladies tonight in the church. You wait and see. Yeah, I'm going to griper. Dr. Ed Nelson <clears throat> was out in, out in Colorado preaching a revival. And so the pastor came to him, a little short fellow, had a big wife named Beth, which means house, or should have been named that. And, uh, and, uh, big, uh, big gal. And the fellow, he, he called Dr. Nelson off during the revival and said, Dr. Nelson said, would you please talk to my wife? Said, she is so bossy. She just runs everything around my house. She runs me. She bosses me. Would you try to help me, please? Well, Dr. Nelson prayed about it when the, when the meeting was over the last night. Went to the house for a little refreshment and they were sitting around the circle and Dr. Nelson called her name and said, look, could I talk to you a minute? Well, of course you may, she said. He said, uh, I've noticed that since I've been here, you boss your husband an awful lot. You're just real bossy. And uh, and uh, I, I want to talk to you about it. And she said, What? I do not boss my husband. Do I, George? And he said, No, ma'am. And there Dr. Nelson was stuck. He'll hear this tape. He gets these tapes. And he'll, he'll, he'll remember that. That the story I they told me. What you gonna be called, bossy, hmm? ladies? That's a cow's name, not very becoming to a lady. Come to think of it, it might do okay for some of you. What's God gonna call you, huh? <clears throat> I was thinking about Ed Rouse today. Father God, I'd name him Steady when he gets to heaven. Um. I was thinking about uh, some other people. <laughs> Somebody said, so what kind of person is he about you? What's the next word? Hmm? I- I'm-, I'm sure I'll be called the screamer or uh, the hollerer. But what do folks say? What's the one word biography folks use to describe you? Don't you think if God looked and saw Jacob, here's Jacob the schemer, the trickster, and all of a sudden Jacob gets on his face and says, Dear God, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to go back to my brother. If he kills me, I'm going to make it right. 
But I've got to go back to heaven, the Lord says. You're not going to go back to heaven. You're not leaving till you bless me. And all night long I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to wrestle with you. You're going to bless me before you leave. And he prays and asks God's forgiveness, and the Lord says, from now on, I'm going to call you a prince. Don't you think if God does that, did that for Jacob, God's going to do it for you? A new name in glory. A new name in glory. Now, you listen. One, one of your troubles is, you don't, you don't take heaven very seriously. Uh, a lot of you folks think that heaven, we're all going to wear white robes, white uniform, white skirts, and all of us going to be blondes, and all of us going to have long hair. We're all going to have wands in our hand with a star on the end of it and a halo around our head. We're all going to just float all the time. Holy, 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 holy. Good night. That's not fun to me, brother. That's not fun to me. No. A lot of folks, you folks think heaven's a bunch of blindfolded spirits in a vacuum. No, it's not. No, sir. No, sir. Heaven's not a blind man in a dark room chasing a black cat that's not there. It's not that at all. No, sir. Heaven's real. Has real streets. Has horses. Has the river. Has trees. It's as real as heaven is real. The people who are there are going to have bodies that have flesh. You can reach out and, and, and pinch them. They've got bodies that have bones. They've got bodies that can be seen. We're going to live in houses. We're going to walk the street. We're going to have work. We're not going to have labor. Or we labor. We're going to have a service to do and jobs. It's going to be a city. And you're going to have a name. And that name is going to be earned by you while you're on earth. Years ago, when I was in Garland, Texas, I used to say to my people <clears throat> that when I die, I'd like to have these words earned that could be inscribed on my tombstone. I didn't know then I was going to have a tombstone before I died that they gave me in Italy, Texas the other day. But these words, Jack Hiles, soul winner, that's all. That's all. Just Jack Hiles, soul winner. And I seriously, and yet uh, oftentimes facetiously, would preach about it. I hope that I could earn it. Not that it just be there, but that I could earn it. Jack Hiles, soul winner. When I left Texas to come to this, this part of the country, no talking up here. Whoever's talking, be still. And folks start looking up here, more than they look down here, it bothers me. I mean, somebody's misbehaving. By the way, some of you teenagers, when you get to heaven, God's going to call you cut up. And some of you teenagers go out on Thursday night, this rumbling or rambling, whatever you do, which is nothing more than raising a little devil. God's going to call you devil raiser when you get to heaven. You know what we ought to do? Our, our high schoolers at Hammond Baptist High School need a revival of just plain old courtesy, gentlemanness, decency, and manners. Anyway, I, um, I'd often say, I hope that I can earn that on my tombstone, just the words, Jack Hiles, soul winner. I left and came to Hammond. Shortly after I left, they built a new educational building, and they called it the Hiles Educational Building. It's a beautiful building. 
I went back on a little visit. Preach, I was preaching down there after they dedicated the Hiles Educational Building. And I uh, walked inside, and just in the little vestibule there, there was a great, a big portrait of me. Somebody had painted it from one of my uh, photographs. And a little gold plaque, a little gold uh, marker down at the bottom that just said Jack Hiles, soul winner. Now let me ask you a question tonight. What's God going to call you? Huh? Don't you think it's time you quit your griping? Hey, fellas, don't you think it's time you quit your griping? Don't you think it's time you quit your worldliness? Don't you think it's time you started being faithful to God and to all His Word? Don't you think it's time you got generous? Don't you think it's time you started soul winning? A new name written. To every man, a new name. And no man knoweth it or has it but himself. I want everyone to look at me now for a minute. Everybody in the balcony, everybody upstairs, downstairs, look at me for a minute. What would your name be tonight if you died tonight? Huh? What would the high school students say about you if your name were brought up? Huh? What would, the, what would your fellow college students say about you? What would the folks in your Sunday school class say about you? What would the consensus of opinion be inside your house if you died tonight? Huh? Don't you think you better start working on it? What you are called in heaven will be descriptive of what you were on earth. Let's bow our heads for prayer, please. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. Every eye is closed. Every head is bowed. Let me read it to you again. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth it. Jacob, you're no longer a trickster, supplanter. I'm going to call you a prince. Naomi, you're no longer pleasant. I'm going to call you bitter. Saul, you no longer go into hell. I'm going to ch change your name to little, maybe a little giant. Abraham, you're an exalted father. But you're such a fine fellow, I'm going to change your name to the very exalted, or exalted, exalted father. How about you? Huh? What does God think about you tonight? I wonder while every head is bowed, how many would say, Brother Hiles? It's sort of a sad thing to think about for me. I'll be honest with you. I don't really enjoy thinking about it. Because I'm afraid that a one-word biography of me tonight would not be very flattering. And I'm afraid if I died tonight and went to heaven, I'm afraid that my name would not be a beautiful name. Ah, that's why it says, Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The word Jesus means Savior. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, why? For he shall be the Savior. Thou shalt call his name Complainer, because he complained. Thou shalt call his name Selfish, because he wouldn't tithe. Thou shalt call his name Unfaithful, because he wouldn't go to church on Wednesday night.
Thou shalt call his name Griper because he always complained. Thou shalt call his name Tailbearer because he liked to gossip. I wonder how many would say for the Hiles. It embarrasses me to think about it. I'm afraid that the one word that would describe me if it were given tonight would not be the name I'd want. There are some changes I better make in my life, and God's poured them out to me tonight. Pray for me. Lift your hand, please. Lift your hand all over the building. Lift your hand all over the building. God bless you. You can put them down. Who else? The Lord might call a few of you that didn't raise your hands indifferent. That might be your name in heaven. Who else would say, Brother Hiles, I'm a little embarrassed tonight to think about what I might be called when I get to heaven. There's something God has spoken in my heart about tonight. Pray for me. Raise your hand. Who else? God bless you. God bless you, Father. This is so sweet and yet so awesome. This is so simple and yet so profound. And yet it makes sense. I don't pray for a good name tonight. I pray for the kind of life that will warrant a good name when I get to heaven. I don't pray for my people to be given good names when they get to heaven. I pray that they shall live the kind of lives whose very living would cause a one-word biographical name to be a sweet and beautiful name. I pray that whatever whatever the Holy Spirit has spoken to these dear ones tonight shall lead to conviction and change. Now our heads are bowed. Sort of striking, isn't it? You look at it first, you say, that couldn't be true. That's so simple. And yet you look at it the second time, you say, it must be true because it makes so much sense. God came to Peter and, and said, I want to give you a name early. To Jacob, I want to give you a name early. To Esau, I want you to have your name early. To Levi, I want you to have your name early. God does not give all of us our names yet, but we will get them. If you feel tonight you ought to come and transact some business before God that will make your life the kind of life that could be described with a beautiful one-word biography, you just find your way to some stairs if you're upstairs and come down and kneel around the side here. In fact, we can use these bleachers, a lot of bleachers we can use here for altar. Just come down to the front and kneel on one of these bleachers. If you're here tonight and you do not know that you're saved, God wants to write your name in the Lamb's Book of Life tonight. Yes, it'll be a new name one of these days, but God wants to put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You can rejoice because your name is written in heaven. You come down these aisles and we'll meet you at the front and you receive Jesus as your Savior. If you feel like you ought to get baptized, if you've been saved but have not been baptized since you got saved, then you come for believer's baptism. If you need to join this church by transfer membership, then you come. Heavenly Father, bless the invitation. Do with it what thou wouldst do. And grant, dear God, some changes shall be made tonight that will cause us to have eternal names that will be a witness of what we were and did on earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we stand, please? The choir is going to sing all to Jesus, I surrender. As the choir sings it, if you need Christ, if you need baptism or church membership, come right to the front, we'll meet you here.
If you need to come and transact some business about which God has spoken to you tonight, you come and kneel at the altar or on these bleachers over Thank you for listening and if you like this please subscribe and consider liking my Facebook page and joining my group Jesus Answers Prayer.